We are back. We are back. Welcome to the Sock and Shop Pod. Our 10th episode here. Is it the decade? Tenth? We've reached the decade. We've been doing this now for a whole decade. We're grateful for... A decade of episodes. And, you know, I, it's I feel, been fun. I feel like we... Um, we need to have a party A little bit something. of a cocky moment coming. Ooh, I feel like we've, we've given over a decade of wisdom. Ooh. I don't know about that. I think we still have to build on that. I think we have something to strive for. I don't but know. But I think we're on our way. But we're on our way. Think about it like this, though. I feel like also the material that we've given our listeners, mm-hmm. like a fine wine. Yeah, it gets it better well. over time. So, like, if you're listening to this like 10 years from now, <laughs> whew, this is some good stuff. We, we talk about um, themes and lessons that That's what it's about. are so applicable in every generation. Like, for instance, when we talk about a specific game that happened, like, yesterday, 10 years from now, very important. The same themes are going to be there. Basketball. You know what? Can I give a great example, Daniel? Bring it. Cleveland Cavaliers tonight. LeBron James buzzer beater. Bang! For the win. Whew. What are the themes? Themes. You could basically see the exact play if you look back. At the Orlando Magic Cavs game in the playoffs. I'm going to guess what year was that, Daniel? I'm going to say, ooh. Oh, trivia. Trivia. I think it's now time. It's a good time to announce our, like our, our segment that's going to be coming up. Not at a fixed time. It's going to be one of the, a surprise segment. So you always got to be on your toes. Always got to be on your toes. It's kind of like, a, like, you know how LeBron James goes zero dark 30? So we go kind of go zero dark 30 on each other in like a sneak attack mm-hmm. trivia type thing. You want to call it Zero Dark Trivia? Love that. Yeah, let's do that. Okay, Love so this is Zero Dark Trivia, basically, where we sneak up on each other with some trivia questions, like this one, where he asked me what year it was. It was 2009, but... <laughs> <laughs> is that right? Um, 5-22-09. Boom. Bang! So that, that gives me one point. So I'm up one nothing now in okay, Zero Dark Trivia. We got to keep Throughout back. this podcast and other podcasts, we're just going to hit each other with some Zero Dark Trivia, and... You know, if you guys have any questions and one of us doesn't see it, we can throw them in. But it has to be a secret and no one can know what's coming. Tweet at us. Tweet at us. But, Facebook. But the thing is, only one of us can know. Because, you know, we're all about integrity. We're all about keeping the, uh, the game fair. Transparency as Transparency, well. exactly. You know, we got to use the buzzwords. So, clarity. Clarity. Yes. But the thing is, we're going to be doing these questions. Let us know... Who you think is actually doing better? Who's getting the harder questions? Alan. You know, I already got the first question right like that while I was explaining the segment. Hey. Okay? Yeah. So one nothing me. Okay, cool. So just throughout, we're going to keep a running tally. And at the end, like, or, one of us will like, get an award or something. Or maybe that's know. the only question of the night. Who knows? Maybe. That's the beauty of it. That's the beauty of it. Like, yeah. It could be any time. <laughs> I could be saving like six for next one. You have like a whole list. A whole list in my head. Put that notebook away, Daniel. <laughs> For our listeners back home, no notebook present. No notebook. Daniel. Yeah. That LeBron buzzer beater, unbelievable. Ooh. Intense I, stuff. I think the really exciting thing about it was the block before. Really? So you're saying the shot was totally inconsequential? Um, I wish I knew what that word meant. But, um, <laughs> uh, sure. But as I was saying... Victor Oladipo crossed over Braun, right? Yeah, he got a step on him. I thought Braun was wrecked. I think, yeah, I did too. I think Oladipo did too. Yeah. And That's why you got to go with your left. He went with his right. Got to go with your left. I didn't even realize that. 
Maybe if Oladipo dunks that, what happens? LeBron still hits the three. (laughs) (laughs) Cavs win. Um, But what a special moment tonight at the Q. Shout out to uh, check out our friend in the Josh Allen jersey on the floor. White baseball cat. Shout out to our friends. Are we revealing Sovi's identity? Ooh. This, this is what they came here for. Okay. Is that... Okay. Illuminati's behind... It's been real sack and shelf pod. Okay. I think we got, we got to do it. We got to reveal you it. We got to do it. Okay. So, Sovi. if you want to know who Sovi is, check out the floor of the Cavs game tonight. Josh Allen jersey. Browns jersey. Yes, you heard me correct. Watch his reaction. He brought the heat. Does he know something we don't about the NFL draft? That's the question. Does he know something? Don't we all know something? But does he know what's going to happen tomorrow in the NFL draft? Uh, I think so. Does he, has, he, has he seen a vision? And, and even, but maybe he's just tricking us. Ooh. Maybe the only way he saw that vision was if he wore the wrong jersey. The genius of Sovi. You know what they say about Sovi. Where good players become great professionals. That's what they say. So, if you are... Do you think maybe Sovi represents Josh Allen? Whoa. Okay, these conspiracy theories. It's not a conspiracy if it's true, though, right? Yeah, I, 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 let's, let's Google Let's Google it. Josh Allen. Can I guess who's representing him? Allen's first trivia question. Yeah, but this is harder. I'm, no, I get it. I'm going to make up some random... Um, I'm not going to go with Rock Nation, but I'm going to go with Cohen. Cohen. <laughs> okay, okay, wait. I don't see it. Does he have an agent? Maybe he, he, wants, to re- agent. Maybe he wants to return to NCAA basketball and he's Ooh. not hiring an agent. Ooh, interesting. Testing the waters? Yes. Um, I don't think... I don't, I don't see... I'm not counting this one because... It's too tough, and I and I can't find it. So it, if you can't, the rule is if you can't find the answer, then it doesn't count. Like the person, there needs to be an answer out there for the question to count. You don't necessarily need to know, but you need to know that there's an answer that exists. I'm gonna argue the other side. I think you know where you could find the answer. You're right. just too scared because you're threatened by my potent offense. Cohen and Cohen. Just Google Cohen. Josh Allen Cohen. Okay. Just see what comes up. No, we're, we're uh, Google chiropractor. If anyone needs a chiropractor, Josh There's a guy named Allen. Josh Allen Cohen. Where's he located? Uh, D.C.? Pit, no, Pittsburgh, 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 Pennsylvania. Okay, shout out D.C. To is um, it's like something, a degree in chiropractor or something. Degree, God. And also anyone... This is not really what we, we're good at. We don't really know the, the, uh, the medical abbreviations. We do know sports a little bit, though. A little bit. Let's go back to the NBA playoffs a little bit. Okay, great. That, that, that trivia question doesn't count. Zero dark trivia. One, one, Allen. No. No, one, zero, Daniel still. But what was great about the like LeBron, he had 44 of the team's 98 points. That's crazy. And, and he lost to his own team by a little bit. And what did he have? Like eight assists? And 11 boards. So 15 for 15 from the line. His weakness. Wow. He's directly responsible for 44 plus 16, 60 points. At least 60 points, but most of their shots are threes. So, like, to like 70 of the 98 points. And if they are counting hockey assists, which they probably should. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it gets a little 
dicey when it's moving. Because, like, in hockey, there's only like five goals a game. How many field goals are there in the NBA game? Like, 50 per team? 40 uh, per team? Um, trivia question. Ooh. Okay. Are there more field goals in a Cavs game or a Browns game? Nice. Cavs game. 2 nothing. Woo. Wait, you know why? Why? Because the Browns just turn it over in the red zone every time. Ah, nice. Thank you. Nice. Daniel, the really the, the, the main question that everyone's talking about from the game tonight, LeBron's now new free throw shooting motion. He has a new free throw shooting? Have you seen it? No. He legit... Lane violates that. You ever see Shaq? Oh, you, <laughs> you ever see Shaq shoot a free yeah, throw? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's LeBron now. Really? Yeah. And it worked for him. So you're saying when you try to cut corners or lines? It works. Lessons in life. So ten years from now, someone's gonna cut corners based on this podcast and make a lot of money. Daniel's fault. <laughs> Minus fault. one trivia point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I I think the real question is you had a good question, but my question is this. Is there such a big difference in LeBron winning this game and this not being his last home game instead of Game 7 being his last home game as a, um, on the Cavs? Are you able to clarify? Are you say, Is there such a big difference because LeBron anyways is going to play his last Cavs home game in Game 7 when they lose to the Pacers? Okay, there are a lot of assumptions going on now. <laughs> it's, it's a bit of a troll, and I don't think he's going to – I don't know. I don't think they're going to lose to the Pacers. I think if they lose, lost tonight, they would have. Yeah. They would have lost in game six. Okay, but, but they think, didn't. I, I think they're going to win game six now. But just the momentum, you know, you, you see the Pacers were deflated after the shot. Are you, are you, are, first of all, you labeled it the shot. Yeah. Not, not the, the shot, but LeBron <laughs> shot, which is, for, for tonight's purposes, is the shot. Right. And will always be the shot. On April 25th, 2018, yes. Unless Donovan Mitchell does something or Joe Ingles. Shout out to Joe Ingles. Shout, oh, I have so much to say right now. Can I? Can can, I uh, let's finish LeBron first and then we'll go into a full Joe Can Ingles. I write it down so I don't forget? Yeah, go. But what I was saying is that people were talking about LeBron leaving and now do you think like if LeBron – if say they go on a run. Say they lose to the Sixers in the Eastern Conference Finals. Mm-hmm. Say that's what happens. What does LeBron do? So just to clarify – um, by run, you mean a run in the playoffs, not like a jog, right? No, no, no. no. I, do. I mean a run in the playoffs, yeah. Not like a jog. Not like a jog. Okay. I mean, if they go on a run. Not like as a team run, like like the scene in um, Creed where they're all – like where Creed is running through the streets and like there's motorcycles and they're all going for a jog together, the whole community. <laughs> What's Creed? The, the, the Rocky spinoff. Oh, uh, I – With Apollo Creed's song. Oh, right. Didn't they do that in uh... – Rocky. No, and the famous two-letter um, movie with Tom Hanks. What the heck's it called? Two-letter movie? Two two-word movie. Sorry. Toy Story. No, dang it! It's like the most Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. No, he also runs. Forrest Gump. Run, Forrest, run. Yeah. Tom Hanks movie with two words. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't count for zero dark trivia. <laughs> um, I, I think I should go to minus one like minus one for not remembering memory with it Forrest Gump right? yeah of course it's Tom Hanks oh I'm sorry it's not like he runs through the streets though with people with him he's by yeah, himself he does oh he does people right. join yeah, him when, right, he, right, when right. he grows that beautiful my, beard my, my bad but I was thinking more like the Rocky scene where it's like all like a da 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 
Dun, 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 dun. Wow. The, you, you just changed the key there the a key. lot. Whoa. Three seconds in the key. Yeah. Three. <laughs> what was the question you asked? We were talking about LeBron. Oh, you... Say, say they lose in the Eastern Conference Finals. Okay, great. LeBron's offseason. I think one thing that LeBron has always been great at is not, what's it called, uh, tipping his hand, not mm-hmm. showing his cards. And I don't think anyone can really make a truly confident prediction of of what LeBron's going to do this summer because I just don't think he's showed his cards. Right. Do you think he knows right now? That bit. Do you think he has like a scenario? Like, okay, we win the finals, I stay. We lose in the finals, I go here. Uh, we go lose here, I go here. Do you think there's like a whole like if this then that going on? Uh, honestly, honestly, I don't think so. I think at the stage of life he's at, he might have a little bit more of an idea of what way he wants to go. But I think what we've seen earlier, there were rumors that the night before the decision, way back in 2010, yeah, that does count. I know. Can't give yourself uh, trivia questions. Yeah, that'd, that'd be collusion. Yeah. Uh, so way back then, it said like the night before, he didn't really know, okay? Right. And then it seemed like when he came back to Cleveland, it was a little bit more of a destiny thing. We're just like, it just kind of hit him. That was the right move, you know? And and I think now there's too many moving variables, mm-hmm. especially if I remember correctly, the NBA draft lotteries right before game one of the finals. Really? Right? Usually, usually it's around that time, yeah. Okay. Uh, so... Base and, and if he knows that that's a top one, two, three pick when he's making his decision, I think that could impact it. And because think about it, if they can trade that pick for a Kawhi mm-hmm. or take a young stud like a DeAndre Ayton or right. a Leangelo Ball, you know, like I think that's very important. Right. I get a one to one Allen. It's May 15th. It's much earlier than the NBA Finals. Okay. Wait, you didn't see what I just did. What did you just do? I... I'm, I'm giving myself a point for that. I said a... Uh, it's under review. Okay, you're going to approve. I'll put money on it, you approve. I said they might get a top prospect, like a DeAndre Ayton or LiAngelo Ball. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> you get a point, but not in the trivia game. No. You, that wasn't a trivia question. You're not, no. This I, early, we're going to get rid of the rules? I'm giving myself a point. Fine, that was a good one. one. That was a very good one. Jello ball. St- stay, stay tuned for the ball is life segment today. I, I, I'd like to thank our uh, Google algorithm for showing Leangelo Le ball, and oh, um, cool. like it was not in the forefront of my mind. Ooh. But hey, I don't know. I, I guess we're counting, but you know, if it comes, if it's a tie, like, like you know, in, by the end of the okay. summer. Speaking about great facilitators, Ooh. Jello ball. Good transition. I know, yeah. I know. Joe Ingles, okay? Ooh. One of the gra- greatest facilitators of all time. Dude, did you see, like, I'm standing up for our listeners back home. Yeah. What? Those looks he was given to the stands after those yeah. cold-blooded threes. He's a bad dude. Like, he's, a, he's a bad man. Like, he has that look of, like, a dad. But at the same time, like, he was getting in Paul George's face after hitting bombs. That's Paul George's face, yeah. by the way. Yeah, Paul George. That that would not be a PG thirteen movie. Yeah, that, that was rated R. You like that? I do like that. The the pun. But look at look, look at look at Joe English. Right now we're looking you at got picture the pun, of Joe English. Right? I do get the pun. Okay, good. Because like it's like PG thirteen. Yeah. Like, like that's a rating. <laughs> look at him. He's like nice guy. No. Nah. Joe Ingles, I know he's Australian, but he looks like one of those guys who would be in one of those like nineteen nineties British rom coms. Just bear with me. Ooh, are you saying that's your favorite uh, genre movie genre? No, but it's good. 
I'm I'm a Hugh Grant fan. If people if people get that, I don't. He's kind of a dated reference, but you know, I'm quite. That sounded like classic. a Family Guy reference when you don't get it, but you yeah, laugh yeah, yeah. anyway. Yeah, no, that's my favorite Hugh type of Grant. reference. He's a good actor. I learned a new word. He's a good actor. He's a British actor, but I feel like Joe Ingalls would be like his close friend in one of the movies. But mm. Paul George, like I don't know, Paul George looks like a basketball player, and Joe Ingalls, like he's like kind of balding, like has that like nice British like like, like Australian look. I. Not that there's an Australian look, but more of like, I don't know. He doesn't look like a guy who'd be trash talking. Mm-hmm. And there he is, like, you know, talking Paul George's ears off after bombing threes in his face. And he's like, who is this guy? And, and it's Joe Ingles, who's like the most efficient player in the NBA. Some say uh, Joe Ingles is the perfect combination of Luke Walton and Brian Scalabrini. <laughs> Except like, with like, a lot of talent. Oh my god, are those his kids? Guys, his check kids. out his uh, cover photo on Twitter. I think he has twins. Those, or maybe it's just a mirror. No, I think it's there, twins. There are so many Joe Ingalls puns. Go, Bram. Uh, I'm crumbling under the pressure. Ugh. Joe Ingalls jingles. I think that's what they call him. And it's funny because like, he plays for the jazz. Which oh, is like, music. Like music. Yeah. Ah. Mm-hmm. I like that. But I like about Joe Ingles that he brings a versatility. Like, look at the, the Jazz are up 15 now at halftime against the Thunder. Ooh, let's check his stats. You know, let's check it out right now. By the way, did you know Donovan Mitchell's a shooting guard? I didn't know that. I don't know why. I think I confused him with Dennis Smith Jr. and always thought he was a um, point guard. Right. I mean, you know, he, he could play the one. He's a combo guard. Like, he's not that tall, but he's very athletic, so he can get a shot off and get, get to the basket very well. What are your thoughts on uh, Ricky Rubio and his play? I like that a lot. You told me something about, like, a, like, oh, man, Joe Ingles right now, 14 points at the half, plus 16, plus minus, four threes already. Let's, see what, let's see what Paul George is doing. Oh, he's 13, pretty good. <laughs> but, like, if you told me that Joe Ingles at the half would be outscoring every single player on the Thunder, I'd be like... All right, because that's Joe Ingles. That's what he does. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and also, I think it's important to point out, and the playoffs is a great time, um, Abrinas on the Thunder is a different person than Sabonis on the Pacers. That's very true. But Sabonis was on the Thunder last year. Right, with Abrinas. With Abrinas. Hence the confusion. Yes. John Hence on North Carolina. Shout out. Hence I got mentioned last week, we too. We mentioned him last Yeah. Wow. Yeah, should we keep a streak of, like, mentioning John Henson on the pod for no reason? He, he should be honored. Like the North Carolina graduate, John <laughs> I don't think he graduated. And we're back. <laughs> and we're back. John Henson. <laughs> he went to North Carolina. <laughs> the, uh, for collegiate basketball. Russ, what's he doing tonight? Russ? Uh, wow. 12, 3, 4, 5, 5 for 16. So, Joe Ingles has taken 8 shots and has 14 points. Westbrook has taken 16 and has 12. Huh. There's something about Joe Ingles. Joe Ingles is like, he's one of those guys who like just makes the team better just by being on the floor. Like, he's like, he's a stabilizing force. He'll make the extra pass. A facilitator. It's not, it's not always flashy, but it's always good. It's good basketball. Getting emotional. You're getting emotional about Joe Ingles? You know why? Why? Because that's how people describe my game. Alan, would you say you're the Joe Ingles like, of your high school team back in the day? I th- Obviously, yes, but like, <laughs> you, you nailed it with the fact of my high school team. Yeah. This dude's doing it on an NBA level. That's right. unbelievable. He's and bringing kind of like the, the purity of amateur basketball, like youth basketball. Not that – I'm not talking about like AAU and stuff, but like kind of like 
the fundamentals of making the extra pass, and he gets away from the isolation game. And like people forget, this dude's six eight. Wow, that's tall. Could you say that he's like LeBron James? Like, uh, yeah, I, a, le- a much less athletic LeBron James. Uh, no, I, I would say you're on the right track. In he's, terms of his passing prowess, he's LeBron of the West. I think that's pretty obvious. I like that. So like, not Ke- not Kevin Durant, right. Joe Ingles, and and you know who's not LeBron of the West, Russell Westbrook. Ooh. What is going on with him? He has not. He's he's not playing winning basketball. Explain. It. It's interesting because he's unbelievable, so explosive, athletic, but he's not doing when you shoot five for sixteen from the field, that does not help your team. Look generally not. Most situations where a guy shoots five for sixteen, it's it's not helpful to the team. In, I find. I, I agree. Using the eye test, okay? Yeah. The one of the most underrated players in the whole NBA, Steven Adams. Mm-hmm. Okay? That guy is unreal down low. Yeah. So much, and Russ does it every once in a while, right? But so much of what he's doing should end with Steven Adams' points. He doesn't have that many points. He has two points. Five shot attempts. 18 minutes, five shot attempts. That's not enough for your big. I mean, it's understandable considering they're going against Rudy Gobert, the Stifle Tower, which is one of the best nicknames in all of sports. Mm-hmm. But but still, you got you got to work the ball inside, work it inside out. Even with the guys on the perimeter who are so good, they're going. They only have forty-one points at the half. They're shooting thirty-five point six percent, and they're going against a really disciplined defensive team, the Utah Jazz. So how are you? So like you got to work it inside out to kind of spread them out, space them out. Mm-hmm. You know, because if you're not, if the shot's not falling, there's no reason for them to go out. You gotta, you gotta cause the defense to retreat and then and then close out to 100%. to cause more movement, and then that creates uh, you're able to drive the close out. And it's okay with you if I throw out a quick hot take? Go, oh, Hot take. On paper, take. this Thunder team is the most disappointing team of all time. Ooh, that is a hot take. Yeah. Do you, but, wanna, do you want us to do some research on that? No, I, I don't need I, to. I facts think are the facts. It makes sense, yeah. Mello, George Westbrook, stop there. Okay, I get it. They're old. I get it. They're, but at the end of the day, these guys are supposed to have this killer instinct to them. These greats, these right. legends. And and Russ and George are in their primes. Right. Okay, Melo's a little older, but still. I know, okay, is it maybe a little, I'm going to use the word apprehensive? Is that Ooh. the correct usage to say something like that? I don't think apprehensive. It, it's okay. um, <laughs> not, not at all. <laughs> uh, I'm a business major, not a it's English m- major. It's more like a... Ambiguous. No, 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 no. no. Like um, you're, you're jumping the gun a little bit. Yeah. You would be apprehensive to say that before you said it. Okay. There we go. Back to sports. Back to sports. But uh, I think it's a little bit too much to say that the Thunder are the most disappointing team of all you time did just on say paper. It, I know. Did you say it. That was I know. You. But I was just trying to uh, get a point across. Stir the pot. Stir but, the pot. But maybe they are because think about it. Last year they had Russell Westbrook and he was basically their guy. They didn't bring in Paul George and they went two only two more games. I mean, are you saying that Paul George only worth two games? No. No. So on paper, they should have been much better. But if you look at the other way, look at who they lost. Victor Oladipo, DeMontis Sabonis to the Pacers. The Pacers went from, for, for all those listening at home, I'm moving my hand from a low point to a higher point. From here to a higher point here. Okay, breaking news. Daniel's lying. No, I, I no. really am. Lower oh. point, higher point. My hand is moving. Are you accusing me of lying? A little bit. Ooh, hot take. Hot take. Is there a I feud love. between Sock and Schaff? 
Daniel, I think we should stop it here. It's Ooh. been real. Wow. A decade. Wow. Jike. Joke. Jike him Noah. Shout out to the jungle. Wow. Nice. What, um, in the year where LeBron James won one of his MVPs, what was, what rank did Joe Akeem Noah have in the NBA MVP race? Zero Dark Trivia. Third. Correct. One, one, bang! Nice. Um, that's pathetic, by the way. The NBA should be disappointed. The, 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 the NBA should have shut that season down and be like, wait, wait. Did you say Joachim Noah is third in MVP voting? Like, they should have, no, that's, that's not a Why? thing. Why? Why? You had a great defense that year. He's a cool. very good passer. He's like a, he's like a, he's like a Nikola Jokic without any offense. <laughs> what were stat? What was that year? 2010, 2011? Is that a zero dark trivia? Nope. Okay, I think it's like 2011. No, no, I'm sorry. It's 2012. We'll, we'll find it. I think it's 2011. The, the issue is, it's interesting. Like, in today's NBA, I can't imagine a Draymond Green. Draymond Green will be like, okay, like, he's a cute MV, MVP pick when, like, oh, obviously it's Steph Curry, but, you know, um, obviously mm-hmm. Steph Curry will be like, oh, maybe Draymond Green's defense is the most valuable player on the, on the Warriors or whatever. There was this amazing debate last night on TNT. Oh, I wait, think it was, was he actually... Was he actually fourth? I'm keeping the point. Yeah, I think I thought he was third. I'm keeping the point. Huh. And it was in Kevin Durant's MVP year. Really? So Are we in the right the, the whole thing? Uh, Daniel, as I was saying, there was a great little debate last night uh, on TNT. I think it might have been Marv Albert and Chris Weber. I think that sounds right. Yeah. They were talking about, is it possible for Draymond Green to be... The, for Steph Curry to be the most valuable player of the league, but not the most valuable player of his team. Me right, Draymond I saw that. Green. Uh, no, that's not a thing. It's not, it's not a thing. What do you mean by that? If you're, the be- if you're the most valuable player in the league, you're obviously the most valuable player on your team, and I think that Steph Curry is the most valuable player on his team. Not, so, not the, I, I disagree with the premise of being the most valuable player in the league and not on best most valuable player on the team. And I disagree with the fact that saying saying that Steph Curry is not the most valuable player on this team. Because he clearly is. Steve Kerr has admitted it that he's the most devastating offensive player since Jordan, possibly even more devastating offensively. Because he spaces the defense out so much, allowing so much space for other guys. Would Draymond be at all good offensively without the space that Steph gives him? No. Yes, he would. No. He would be he would be effective. But he would not but but he gets a like uh, an area of like ten feet by ten feet. To, to miss wide open three pointers. To, to shoot a, either a, a short floater or kick it out to, to Clay or Steph in, um, on the wings or throw a lob. Yeah. He had so much space to do basically whatever he wants. So that's what makes him so effective offensively. He's a great defender, but, but what makes the Warriors the Warriors is Steph Curry. And you see, like they're not the same team without Steph. They're not that explosive. They still get buckets because they have great scorers in Durant and Thompson. They still play pretty good defense. Mm-hmm. But it's not the same type of – it's it's – it's a beautiful machine with Steph playing. Right. It's a system, but the system is like an art. Love Without him, it's like, okay, it's a really good team. Mm-hmm. With Steph, it's a juggernaut. I agree. And from the perspective, I think if you took Draymond Green out and, and inserted an Andre Iguodala into the starting lineup, meaning your starting lineup looked like Steph, Clay, Iggy. JaVale. JaVale and KD. Yeah. I think that team would look much more machine-like than uh, 
the team you just described without Steph and with Draymond. I mean, like, advanced, advanced numbers show, like, Steph and LeBron are the two players that elevate their teammates the most. And that, that makes sense. I, I mean, that, that was last year, but, you know, still, in general. And speaking of guys that elevate the teams the most, you know what team doesn't really have that? San Antonio Spurs. Really? I, I wanted to give a shout-out to the Spurs. So much respect. The brand of basketball, the organization that they've been for so long, it's unbelievable that Manu, Tony Parker, these guys are still doing it. And yeah. and I think they were down eight points with like a minute 30 left or something. Something crazy. And no one just goes and starts throwing up these crazy threes. They stay true to their system, get good shots, move the ball. And, and it's so special to see no matter who's out there, whether it's Kyle Anderson or Brian Forbes, how do you Bryn Forbes? Bryn Forbes, or or uh, what's the new um, Matt Bonner guy? Oh, what's the... B- Berentes? No, no. Yeah, something like that. Berentes first. No, I don't think that's right. He's not Berentes. Bertens. Bertens. Davis Bertens. I was close. That they can put out any Latvia. Latvia. And Latvia. and it, it, it's just. So cool to see a team play that type of basketball. It it really is a system, and the system doesn't rely at all on who they have in it. And they can still produce. They still make it to the playoffs. They were missing their best player, one of the best players in the NBA, Kawhi Leonard, for most of the year. And they just kept on chugging. It doesn't matter. I mean, they they obviously couldn't handle the Warriors even without Steph. But they still played their brand of basketball, and that's something that's a lot of respect to them for that. And and the fact that they're playing that quality of basketball and competing that well against a Golden State Warriors with a team a team that has world-class talent and athleticism, unbelievable and special shout out to LaMarcus Aldridge. I think Yeah, that do battles. What one of the most uh underrated players of our generation. I know mm. we're young, but yeah, I, I think well, it's he's our generation. You know what? That's why we keep you around there. Thanks for hey. keeping me in line. Hey, no problem. Uh, I'll leave now. That's all. Yeah. I was just waiting for that. That was your purpose. Yeah. The and, and I think you nailed it. Like, he battles so hard. The guy just wants it. And I hope for his sake that he can finally be in the right system, the right team where he can compete for a championship, meaning playing the NBA Finals. Like, what if Kawhi comes back to the Spurs? Do you think they have a chance? I think it's a fractured environment. There was this yeah. great quote today uh, that talked about, I think, didn't we retweet it or something? How s- culture is so much more important than scheme. I tweeted it as a joke, but... It's true. <laughs> it is true. It's true. And I think Kawhi... I, we don't know the situation, and you can't judge, but... The overall vibe around the Spurs, it kind of felt like he could have been out there. Yeah. And or at least there was a difference of opinion whether he could be out there. Okay. I think that's what created the kind of toxic environment. It's like, hey man, why are you helping the team? And I mean, if you look at what happened to Isaiah Thomas last year, you know, it's a business. The game's a, the, the league's a business. And if Kawhi thinks that he's gonna re injure himself and like hurt his career you know, he's not going to go out there, but the Spurs are like, you know, like, well, you can play. Why not? Why aren't you helping us out? Mm-hmm. So that's where you kind of run some problems. And, and the really interesting thing is if you imagine this series with Kawhi on KD without Steph. Who knows? It could be a whole, whole different series. Right. And Daniel, I think uh, this is a great time to give 
a few shout outs. Yeah. Brilliant. How do you feel about that? Yeah. We like to start off by giving a shout out to our huge Thursday 8 a.m. fans. Oh, yeah. You know who you are. You know who you are. Thanks for being our hype men. Yeah. I want to give a special shout out to, I want to confirm the name. I think Miss DeLuca. I think so. I'll stat check that. But basically, in one of my classes this week. Oh, yeah. Uh, they asked me, like, what my dream job is. And I said, obviously, Brown's GM. Of course. Because that's the only answer. That's the dream. And, okay, I was so wrong with the name. Once. Oh, oh, no. I right. nailed it. You're right. Confidence. You got though. it. I, uh, they asked me what I wanted to do. I said, I want to be Brown's GM. And they said, what are you doing to make that happen? And I said, I am doing a sports podcast now. And I went on to explain that I'm only doing it for my resume, no enjoyment whatsoever. <laughs> Sarcasm, everyone. Nice. <laughs> you can't always tell through audio. Yes, I did not say that. Uh, and I asked, like, is it okay if like I pitch the pod real quick? And she's like, you know what? Get up here in front of the class, talk about it. Boom. So I wrote uh, the Facebook, the Twitter on the the whiteboard, and people followed us on Twitter I because of that. I was very confused. Like, who are these people? <laughs> and she offered for anyone that hears or like takes out one idea that we talked about from the pod this week's week and brings it to class next week, they get an extra credit point. Ooh, so should we give them like one to bring? Should we give them a few ideas? Yeah, but you think they made it this far? Yeah, because we're so good. Yeah, 100% Hell made it yeah. yeah. Let's give them one point. Okay, Alan, I had an idea that we might talk about. One thing, one more thing NBA playoffs. One more thing, okay? Based on what we've seen so far, we have a sense of what's going on in the playoffs. Who's going to be in the finals? Um, I wish you were asking me this non-biasedly. I don't think that's possible. Because I'm going with the Cavs. You think they will? Be honest with yourself. It's fine. It's, no, only, I'm just, it's, I'm it's, just, only, it's only being recorded. It's I, fine. I'm, and going to like hundreds of millions of people, right? Right. Just know that you're one of... One of hundreds of millions of hundreds of what? tens of people. <laughs> one day. Shout out to our moms, you know, yeah. like listening to the pod. Family and dads. Is, family is key. And family. Yeah. And friends. And friends. And random people. You know what? All friends of the pod are family. Yeah. We're Sock all and Shoff Pod, where Sock friends become pod. family. Wow. T-shirt. Yeah, that's, that's a T-shirt. Yeah. Family. <laughs> on the, like, Sock and Shoff Pod on the front, family on the back. I like that. Love that. We have like a convention. Everyone with the T-shirts a lot. Whatever. These are um, ideas for a different time. Okay. I'm going Cavs. Start with the wet. Start with the wet. Fine, Cavs? No, Daniel, putting me on the spot. It's so hard. There's so many good teams. That's the playoffs. Okay, I, I don't want to play this game. Audible, audible. Audible. Fine, name the top three players in the playoffs so far. Uh, okay. Can I tell you top three teams I enjoy watching? Sure. Pelicans. Love watching the Pelicans. I do too. I loved watching the Spurs. Okay. And... You're forgetting like oh, the Cavs. No, that's painful, Daniel. Uh, they're off. I enjoy watching. So it doesn't move, Daniel. It's very slow. Well, I mean, they have LeBron though. He's good at basketball. Hot He's take. Great. Hot take. LeBron's good at basketball. Daniel. Speaking of hot take, there are going to be some pretty hot takes tomorrow night. Oh yes. NFL. Just to sneak something in, I think it's going to be ready for this hot take. Pelicans, Sixers. 
Hot take. Okay, no, I'm sorry for Hot not take asking finals. you. It's okay. I, I snuck it in there. It's fine. Pelicans, Sixers. And and it, it's really interesting that, like, it could you happen. say Pelicans, Sixers. Yeah. Because when you think of football, you think Philadelphia, you think Ooh. New Orleans. Ooh. Teams, Ooh. big powerhouses of yeah. the West. Yeah. Okay? And one thing that they have in comp, uh, NFC. NFL, NFC. Sorry, I'm, I'm jumping back and it's forth. It's okay. Hey. And that's okay. This is raw. This is raw. We're live. This We're kind us. of live. We're kind of live. We you don't... know. What are you well, going to say? You go. You got... No, you go. Okay, so basically we're raw, and this is this is raw, and this is live, and this is unfiltered. So we're just, you know, we're just talking right now. From, Vibing. From, from us to you, the fans, and that's what it's about. So we might make a mistake. We might call the NFC the West for some reason, but that's okay. That's okay. A for effort. A for effort. So New Orleans to Philadelphia, teams that have been, um, or now you look at great quarterbacks, great teams, great systems. A couple of our teams are trying to return to that. Yeah. Browns, it's been a long, long time. Giants, relatively recently. Daniel, with the draft tomorrow night, what are your thoughts? Saquon Barkley, next. Okay, uh, on to <laughs> baseball. <laughs> joking, joking. We wouldn't do you guys Alan, like that. Who, who, okay, tomorrow night, after the draft, who do you want on your team? From the Who do you want? I want a quarterback. Okay, who? Uh, I don't know. It's time. It's time right now. Daniel, you nope. have the number one pick. Who do you want on your team? You want to hear something beautiful? It's not my job. I know, but you, you want it to be your job. You, you Don't tell me you haven't thought about this. Come on. I haven't done enough research. But just, but just, no, but as a fan, though, as a fan, who do you want to see? Which two names? I mean, no, three names? How many first-round picks do you have? We have two. Two. Which, For now. We'll, right. Which two names do you want to see tomorrow night as Browns? I would love to see... In a perfect world. Right. right. Ignore, ignore strategy right now. Okay. It's not about like, oh, what make it, as a fan, who, which two players get your blood pumping, you know, just gets you excited about the season? Baker Mayfield, Saquon Barkley. Okay, nice. Why? Uh, Mayfield has this, I remember when the Browns traded off for Johnny Manziel. Johnny. For um, a few years back. We're big fans. The, the, there was just this energy of Johnny football. And I think Baker brings a similar winning vibe of an end excitement. Mm-hmm. And I think at the end of the day, as a fan, I'll be honest. Yeah, you see the importance of defense, but you want to see the offensive guy. You want the guy that's getting touchdowns. And Barkley is a highlight machine. Right. And when you imagine Baker Mayfield, Barkley, Duke Johnson, Carlos Hyde, Josh Gordon, uh, Juice Landry, Corey Coleman, Seth Devolve. I'm not stopping. Let's keep um, going. Offensive lineman. Uh, Go. Easy. Oh, what was that new guy's name? Villanueva, uh, Betonio, Treader, Zietler, and Schubert. Or nice. Who, who, nice. Sh- Schubert, Hubbard? I, I think don't know. We I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not well-versed on Brown's offensive line. Drew Stanton. I, I, nice. I'm just showing Your off. Your backup quarterback? Stop. Yeah. <laughs> not for long, let's be real. Uh, a Tyrod Taylor. Thanks for reminding right, me. Right, right, right. What's his name? Hubbard Brown's O-line. But I think that would be the most exciting. Chris Hubbard. Chris wow. Hubbard. Guys, he wasn't he, – he was just no, – there, there are no notes. He's just checking himself. That's impressive stuff. Yeah. The – the the thing though is, hmm, you know the interesting thing. What there's a chance they might go for that. Yeah, why not? Maybe we'll Saquon one Baker Mayfield four. No, you don't think they're gonna Saquon one? I, I I think they should take their quarterback at one, the most important position. Just, yeah. In the game. Right. 
Take your best guy. Don't mess. Let, let's envision this scenario. Baker won. Let's say Giants got to take Darnold. Right. Because we, lo- we love Darnold. That's, the, that's, the, that's what reports are saying, that Darnold's our guy. And three, the Jets got to go Q. Yeah. Rosen. They go Rosen. Four, Josh Allen. No, that's Josh crazy. Allen. <laughs> You were talking about we, we were talking about maybe the Browns go two quarterbacks, you know, make sure they don't miss. But I feel like if Saquon's on the board at four, you gotta go Saquon. Watch this, Daniel. Imagine this scenario. We're playing on uh, the movie Draft Day. We're okay? doing great movie, by the way. Great movie. Totally realistic, and that's by the way. Ooh, trivia question: Who plays Ray Jennings Jr. the running back? Larod Stevens Howling. No. Ben Jarvis Green Ellis. No. I don't know. Arian Foster. All right, I forgot that. Boom. Don't draft him. I, I get points. I get points for that. No, you asked. I get your points own for question. stumping. I get points for stumping. No, you made the rule that you don't get points for questions I don't, you ask. No, but I'm saying I can't ask myself the question, but for stumping you, I get points, right? No. No. Fine. Half a point. Fine, a stump you get. No, I, I like that. Fine. He's like, you know, it's incentive to ask a question. Fine. Uh, Me too. Two right, there, right there, right there, right there. Two points. Two. I'm going to go on here and cheat and add points to me. Right, but I, I can see it too. Right. Sure. Forgot. Uh, Daniel, imagine this scenario. Okay. Saquon Barkley won. Bradley Chubb four. And then we package our three second rounders and next year's first to move into the top ten and get whatever QB is there. A Josh Allen, a Baker Field. Bakerfield? Yeah. Nice. How fun would that be? That would be awesome. If we came into camp. That would be a draft day scenario. It's like, David Putney, because I feel like it. Look it up. That's a quote. David Putney. He's the, he's the fake punt returner in the movie Draft Day. Joe Prunty? No, no. David Punty. It, it is an E there. Even if it, yeah, there it is. Yep. 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 It's an Yo, article Kev- about Draft Day. Kevin Costner. Is it's a good film. Man. I'd say it's like his fifth best sports movie. <laughs> Are we giving you jo- our, our, um, our needed Joe Prunty shout out right now? Yeah. Joe Prunty, coach of the Bucks. I'm He's con- a good guy, I guess. It concerns me when you got Giannis, Bledsoe, Middleton, Henson. John, what college did he go to? This doesn't count. UNC. Correct. Parker, Matthew Deli Deli Vadova, Brogdon. Yeah. Thon, maker, the money maker. Ooh, no one's called him that ever. Sarcasm, right? Yeah. Sometimes you can't pick that up on podcasts. You know, his brother's also a good prospect, mature maker. Mature maker? Mature. So he makes people mature? There's no E at the end. Just like uh, Klemko. Just like <laughs> Shout out to our friend Robert Klemko. Okay, I gotta be honest. I always spell your name because I know you're listening. Yeah, of course. I always spell your name with an E at the end. I'm it doesn't sorry. Have it. I'm working on yeah. it. Okay, I'm gonna I want to talk about the Giants a little bit. You know, we had a down year last year, but we can I it. can I transition that? Go go for it. Clemco, Giant of the Sports Illustrated Writing Journalism field, New York Giants. Go ahead. Same word. Wow. Hey, this is why he gets paid the big bucks. I know. Please shout out to Grant Thornton. Reach out to us if you want to. <laughs> if you want to. Uh, what's it called? Ad- Advertise? Advert? I guess. Sponsor. 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 Why do I say Grant Thornton? Uh, why? Yes, Alan. Uh, because Miss DeLuca works at Grant Thornton. Oh. Sh- again, shout out to Miss DeLuca. Ledge. Friend, um, of the pr- friend of the podcast. Friend, which means family of the podcast. Which means family of the podcast. Wow. Emotional times. Yeah, yeah. So I think the Giants, if, if, 
a lot of people are saying if Sam Darnold's available, get Sam Darnold. I get that. I'm not sold on what I saw from him in college. Me too. I'm not a scout, but I do know that throwing picks in college is not a good sign. I am sold on what I saw from Saquon Barkley. If we want, put him at quarterback once Eli, Eli you know, can't do it. But we have Eli Manning. He can still play quarterback. He never moved that much anyways. He wasn't mm-hmm. relying on athleticism. He's still he's got the brain of a quarterback, and his arm's not that great. But, you know, it's good enough if he gets protection. And I think Saquon can take some pressure off him by starting by, by putting a lot of pressure on the defense with hard runs and getting to the outside and having an established run game. So for too long, the Giants have been relying on guys like... Um, Brandon Jacobs, Ahmad Bradshaw. That, that um, was when we were good. We had a hard, uh, powerful running attack. We, but recently, like last year, we had Orleans Darkwa, who was actually pretty good. Paul Perkins. Paul Perkins. Not very good. Wayne Gallman, solid. But none of those guys were like real power every down backs. They were solid. Really? Yeah. <laughs> really. But if we got a guy like Saquon back there, he can really change the entire offense and have so much more skilled players that can both... He can run the ball and he can catch out of the backfield. And all of a sudden, we're looking at like Odell and Saquon. Are they the two most talented? Are they the be- most talented skill player, posi- skill player, skill position duo in the NFL? Mm-hmm. Maybe. And, and I think exactly like in line with what you're saying, hot take the Giants could be a top 10, top 7 offense with Saquon. Yeah. Think about it Barkley, Odell Beckham Jr., Sterling Shepard. Evan Ingram. Yeah. That's great. Not Brandon Marshall anymore because he got cut. Right. But but, uh, but that's okay. But that's okay. I mean, Brandon Marshall will find a place. Yeah. Cleveland. Yeah, maybe. But the thing is, I'm kind of upset with the Giants last year, specifically Ben McAdoo, for not playing Davis Webb at all. Because no one knows what he would do in a real game. Wide receiver? Davis Webb quarterback. Former quarterback wide receiver? Or no. quarterback? Maybe former wide receiver, but quarterback. West Virginia? I want to say Cal. You're right. It's uh, same colors. You get. You get by the way, shout out to Trevor Lawrence of Clemson. Just remember, you heard the name here first. Yeah, okay. yeah. Because no, no one ever talked about the number one player in the country. Or the Leo sure. Lapin. Shout out to Trent Dilfer. No, no, yeah, but no. Um, Justin Fields won. That's a great show, by the way. I'm gonna give a quick shout out to um, Elite Eleven. Every year, like I forget about it, then it comes out, and I just watch the entire thing in a day, like. Like, I don't know, like, what's it, like 200 minutes total or something? Like, 150 minutes in, like, 20-minute segments. And I watched the whole thing. <laughs> and it's amazing. I just, like, Trent Dofer's voice is just so powerful. And did you see the new segment that he and John Brinkus started? No. Soul and Science. Ooh. It's a mixture Interesting. of Brinkus doing the scientific component. Is it for draft players? Yeah, draft? I think okay. so. Uh, and then... Dilfer talks to them about right. what makes them special, the soul part. I really like that. It's like it, it's. I think quarterback is the most mentally challenging, and probably emotionally challenging posi- like positions in all of sports because every single play you start it, you finish it. It's all on you, and you need to know everything that's going on. And also, you have to be the leader of both the offense and the, and, and to an extent the defense of the whole team. And it's a lot. You're you're a coach. You're a player. And you also are the player with the most responsibility. So, it, so like, for for a guy like Trent Dilfer, who has his experience, has this Super Bowl experience, to kind of go back and coach and give back, I think it's very it's invaluable for these guys. And and you see like a lot of these guys from Elite Eleven go on to be stars. And that's what's very interesting because you could see these guys in the next level. In a hundred percent, so many of the uh, guys in this year's draft were Elite Eleven guys. Right. And Josh Dan, Rosen. Right. And and 
in your eyes, Daniel, when we're reflecting back on this draft class five years from now, let's say, uh-huh. okay. who do you think is going to be the best one or two quarterbacks in this class? I think Baker Mayfield. Really? I don't. I, I like the way... This is going to be fun to see yeah. how it all shakes out. I don't know. I like the fire that, that burns inside of him. You can kind of you can see it. Like with there's some antics, but I think they're all positively motivated. Through it's 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 not out of a place of negativity. It's out of a place of being competitive and fiery. Look at that, Brian. Right. He's not. He's not trying to disrespect. He's trying. Or maybe he is a little bit, but he's trying to do it to be like, you know, I got you. It's over. Like when he planted the flag. Like that was a. Yeah, he, he destroyed Ohio State in that game. And that's a good Ohio State team. Mm-hmm. And he destroyed them. And he like he dominated this year. He was a Heisman Trophy winner. And it's not it's not an accident, you know? This guy thinks on a, he, he's he's a smart quarterback, he's an athletic quarterback, and he's got the arm. The only the only thing like against him is that he's small. And I don't really care about that. Like y'all Drew can find Brees, Russell Wilson. See over the lineman, but like the point is like as I just said, so much of the quarterback play is upstairs. And in here. I'm pounding my heart, by the way. Yeah. And he's got that in, in, in I don't know, I, don't, I forgot the word. Abundance? Abundance. He has an abundance of heart, and he's very smart. Whoa. Uh, that, was a good, that was a good rhyme. Freestyle. Take it away. You no. don't have to. Nope, not happening. <laughs> we'll save you guys. Yeah. Um, Next week, I'll probably And, and the, the other guy, <laughs> the other quarterback who I'm excited to see is... Um, is Josh Rosen. Now, I, I named two guys at the top, but I want to talk about a quote Josh Rosen had. I saw I saw a clip of him uh, talking to someone at NFL Network, and they're, like, talking about, like, these different these other guys. He's like, you know what? I've been second for so long, you know? I don't really care where I'm picked because I've been second for so long. When um, I was in high school, I was, like, the second-ranked guy. And the guy in front of me, it was uh, Ricky Towns, who um, I think went to Tennessee. You can stat check me. You don't have to. Um, and, you know, like... He wasn't great. He's like, where's Ricky Towns now? You don't hear much about him now. Um, I think I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. He went, he went to USC. My bad. USC. Um, like, where is he now? Nowhere. And then, uh, and then, like, people were talking about Blake Barnett. Blake Barnett today transferred from Arizona. He went to Alabama and went to Arizona State, and now he's transferring again probably to UCF. Mm-hmm. Where are they now? And Joshua was like, okay, people will draft people. People will draft people. Will, teams will draft guys in front of me. We'll see, we'll see in a few years where, where they are, where I am. Mm-hmm. And I like that. I, I like the guys who have that. We talked about it with uh, Robert last week. where Klumko without the E. Right, Klumko without the E. Where there are these guys in the NFL that like, have this, like, this, this confidence that people confuse for cockiness. Right. And, um. you know, he, he made a good distinction between like, guys like Rodgers and Brady who it doesn't like, affect them off the field. It's all on the field. But at the same time, like I like to see it off the field a little bit too. I like to see that it's not just like something that happens between the lines, but it's the way they live their life, you know. Yeah. And I think that's that's something that these guys have. Not that like Sam Darnold won't be a great quarterback. I think he could be a very good quarterback. And Lamar Jackson, who knows what he can do with his with his athleticism. But I think those two guys are the guys who I'm really excited to see. And and the really interesting thing about this class is I think you can really see. If these guys end up in the right team, the right system, you can see a lot of them being very good. Right. And I think that's very unique to this class. Yeah. Uh, one thing to keep an eye on, a little uh, Patriots going after Lamar Jackson. Interesting. Why would that be? I think as 
there were the reports obviously earlier this year about the whole dynamic there in New England. I think Brady is going to be done within the next few years, right? Right, probably. I think Belichick wants to show that he's not just a Brady guy, right? Interesting. And Lamar Jackson is a guy that's been counted out from – imagine if Belichick won a Super Bowl with Lamar Jackson. Whew. Yeah. I think it's possible. Lamar Jackson's a really, really talented player, and he's a good thrower. I, I think people get lost in this idea – people get lost in this idea that um, that you have to be this, like, this cookie-cutter quarterback. And Lamar Jackson like, – He's a very good athlete. He looks more like a running back, you know. He he runs like a running back. He, you know, he, he has the build more of a wide receiver. He's not that tall. He's not necessarily like the most muscular guy. He's a great athlete. So he, he may he may not look the part. He may not have like the, the traits that most quarterbacks have. But he can throw. He can run, and he has and he has um and he has a good grasp. He has the I I think he's a good leader. Um, Kremko said that like, he didn't necessarily interview so well, but I think like if you put him in the system under Brady, give him a few years to develop and mature, he can learn the system very well, and he could be a great quarterback. And I think even on, up until they can maybe the Patriots can bring out some wildcat formations with him, Ooh. with Brady out there, like not line him up as a wide receiver. I think he's a quarterback, and I think it's very disrespectful to call him anything but a quarterback. Right, I agree. He's a Heisman winner. That's crazy. It's crazy. It's because he doesn't necessarily fit the cookie cutter mold, like 6'4", 215, whatever. It, it doesn't matter. It's about how good you are. Right, 100%. Um, they can like maybe like you know set him up with Brady, have a little pitch, and then throw. They can do a lot of different creative things with him while he's learning the system. Mm-hmm. And one of the most... Daniel. Yeah. Should we sneak in some baseball real quick? Let's sneak in a little bit of baseball. Just a little baseball. Yeah. Okay, um, can we do our favorite segment? Let's do our favorite segment right now. Hey, Shohei. Hey, Shohei. What's going on? All is good. I pitched against the Astros a couple days ago. How did that start go? Uh, I, I think it was okay. It was okay. It started off really well. Right. But the end was a little rough. I think we had a little bit too many walks, and we ended up getting uh, right. four runs and five and a third. I, th- I think that might be right. Well, but the thing is, what did Shohei do that was pretty special? He threw four pitches over, over 100, 100 miles an hour. That. That's the that's I think more. I think the rest of the MLB has thrown nine, nine, something like that. Yeah, I don't know. Insane. And you know what? He's twenty three years old. He's a rookie. He's still figuring it out, and he's still like he has the stuff mm-hmm. to be great in this league for a long time. And you know that's why we have this segment. Hey, Shohei. And, and- yeah, five and a third, four yeah. runs, five walks. Wow. Yeah, the seven case. And and Daniel, I think it's our weekly thing, just like John Henson, Mike Sosha, release the show. Hey, not release, don't release. Actually, release some come Unleash, unleash, unleash the show. Hey, let him play every day. If he wants to play every day, let him play every day. You know, he's only he's not going to be able to do this when he gets older. Probably, who knows? How many years can he play both ways? Let him do it now. It's fun. And um, I want to start the campaign officially for Didi Gregorius for MVP. It's not even a hot take. Not even a hot take. He has, he has yeah. nine home runs, 29 RBIs right now. And like, that's, the mo- like, that's the in all of Major League Baseball history, he has the best numbers for a shortstop ever at, at this point, point in the season. His ever. stats are that's not including That's not including tonight. Okay. He had another homer tonight. 
So three forty-seven, nine homers, probably twenty-eight, thirty RBIs. Yeah, twenty-nine RBIs. Four forty-two on base. That's crazy. He's been unstoppable this year. He's been the best hitter on the Yankees, and the Yankees have some pretty good hitters on their team. And so right now, officially, we're starting the Didi Gregorius MVP campaign. Should we live tweet at Didi for MVP? Uh, let's do it. Great. While we're doing it. Uh, oh, Daniel, can I do a fun, um, what's it called, transition? Yeah, sure. Uh, Didi's a great example of one of these young talents. Right. And MLB right now, there's a really, really impressive amount of young prospects uh, coming into the league now. Daniel, why don't you talk about him a little bit? Well, in the past week, the Yankees called up um, infielder Gleyber Torres, who's been hitting, hitting the ball really well, making solid contact. Alan, you love the way, you know, you always say when you watch him play, that's a good piece of hitting, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he really barrels up the ball well. And the Braves called up Ronald Acuna. Mm-hmm. And um, five-tool player, great power. In the spring training, he hit like 430. He went one for five tonight with a run. You know, hey, got a hit on the board. And um, make sure to check out what he's doing because both those guys are going to be pretty special. Mm-hmm. And I, it's really fun for the league, especially with all the great storylines with the yeah. show, hey. And all of that, Alan, why don't you say what all of that is? With Shohei, with the Yanks, the Bronx Bombers, the Baby Bombers, I think But they they're growing them. up a little bit. They're growing up. Yeah. Okay, DDG18 for MVP. Just like that. Boom. At MLB. Yeah. At Buster Olney. Nice. Nice. Sent. Boom. Okay, and Daniel, it's going to go hot in here. Yeah, I think it... I don't know. I, I feel like it's time for one of our one of our famous segments. What is it? We famous segments? I think we do. Heck yeah. Hot take. Coming up after this short break. Mm. It's time mm. for a hot take. Hot take. Alan, tell us what our hot take is tonight. Daniel, breaking news out of Lithuania, okay? Ooh. Are we combining two segments right yes. now? Oh, man. Fall is life and hot take. In one. In one. Yeah. LeVar Ball said we are no longer wasting our time in Lithuania. Right? Right. Wasn't that the direct quote? That's what he said. Hot take, the whole thing was a waste of time. Ooh, Daniel, that's a pretty good hot take. Thoughts? Um, I would have to agree with you that going to Lithuania to play in a really weak basketball league against no competition... Generally, would be considered a waste of time. And I really feel bad for Melo. I'm not one to speak for his wants and desires and hopes and dreams. You guys don't talk about that? Not much. But, okay, he was living in L.A., very famous, very popular, having fun going to high school. And now he's like, okay, he's not going to be an amateur anymore. He's not going to be able to go to UCLA. UCLA, pretty sure it's a nice campus. Instead, he's going to go to Lithuania in the wintertime to play against bad competition in Lithuania. Hey, it's a learning experience. It's a learning experience, but like, how is that preparing? I'm like, you know, there's a tried and true system of getting to the NBA from being a top high school prospect, going through the normal routes. And I think Lithuania's Lithuania is not, not usually included. Hey, can we end it on this? Yeah. At least he got to play a lot of Fortnite. Drop Boom. the mic. We out. We out. Sock and shelf pot. Hope you enjoyed.